Sound of Truth starts now. Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, as we seek to inform, inspire, and encourage you in your walk with Christ through engaging interviews of ordinary people in whom God is doing an extraordinary work. I'm your host, Brett Morani, and I'm excited that you've chosen to join us. Hey, Brett, I noticed your shirt. I was just kind of peeking over at it. It says, when action meets compassion, lives change. Yes. So tell me about this shirt. Is there some kind of story behind this thing? Yeah, there is. I was at the local Goodwill store, saw this t-shirt. I'm like, oh, I love that. And then I looked on the back and it had a little logo emblem says Financial Peace University. FPU. FPU, Dave Ramsey. Yeah. I'm like, I got to have it. It's like three bucks. And right? it fits you well. Fits me well. So yeah, I've had it for quite a while now. And? And this is the perfect segue into, into introducing our guest with us today which is Jamie Vanden Heuvel. My friend Jamie is on the phone with us, and let me just introduce you to Jamie. Jamie's a financial advisor with Capital Financial Strategies here in Jacksonville. He's been married to his wife, Carrie, for 26 years. Mm. They were high school, high school sweethearts. They reside in St. Augustine. They got two grown children, Jordan and Kylie Sue. And they also have a 12-year-old golden <laughs> retriever slash lab mix named Woody. Woody. That's important to know. Yeah. Sounds like a great dog right there, that combination. <laughs> so he's a big fan of Dave Ramsey. And also that's how we met Jamie is we went on Dave Ramsey's site looking for someone locally that we could interact with in regard to wisdom biblically in regard to investments. Mm -hmm. And through Dave Ramsey, we discovered Jamie and called him up. And he's on the line right and, now. And, and now we've got him on the phone. So Jamie, welcome to Sound of Truth. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you asking me to, to, to join you. Glad, glad to be here. Yeah, I've just really been thrilled with uh, our relationship with Jamie and his wise counsel to us in regard to uh, how to steward God's money that, that uh, we have been privileged to steward. As, God, as we know, God owns everything. That's part of the principle from God's yeah. word in regard to money. But he stewards yeah. it to us uh, to meet our needs and to enable us to provide for our family and bless others, et cetera. So I don't want to steal his thunder. Right, I want to go right. ahead and let him uh, share some counsel with us. I invited him on the program because I, I really uh, wanted to give him a platform, be able to share his wisdom, and for our um, for our audience to be able to you know, be blessed as well. And this is part of what we want to do is we want to equip people and, and help our congregation and anyone else who watches uh, to be equipped in handling the, the finances God has put in their stewardship. So, Jamie, um, what we like to do with our having guests on here is let them share kind of their God story, their, the spiritual side of them. Right. So yeah. if you don't mind, would you give us the uh, short version of your testimony of how you came to know the Lord, Jamie? Yes, I will. And, uh, and again, thank you for having me. Um, so my, my uh, conversion experience is, is not a real dynamic one, but actually in that, I think that there's a blessing. I grew up in a Christian home. My, my mom and dad are, are Christians and, um, and very active, uh, even to this day, in their church, um, which is a Reformed church up in Michigan. And so growing up in a Christian home and going to church in Sunday school and on Wednesday night catechism and, and pretty much all things church, I was seven or eight years old, and um, I'd been asking a lot of questions of my parents. And, and one evening before bed, I asked my, my mom specifically, you know, 
I, I, I want to have asked Jesus into my heart. And, and, um, and she prayed with me that evening and, and never looked back. So in that, that's not a real dynamic story, but one that I think is, is one of that. I wouldn't change anything. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'd rather not have a real eventful experience. Not that life has just gone swimmingly every, ever, ever, ever right. since, but, um, I, I really am very appreciative of, of my upbringing. And that is my, that is my conversion experience. Wonderful. Now let's let's shift gears and and talk about finances. Okay. One of the areas that people struggle with a lot in our society because it's so easy to get into a bad position when it comes to this area of finances is the subject of debt. Yep. Getting into debt. This is a major problem and this is really one of, you know, to mention we've mentioned Dave Ramsey a couple times already and that's how I connected to you originally. Yes. This is one of the his main things that he's known for is helping people get out of debt. And uh, so would you, would you address that for us, please, and kind of share what the Bible says sure. and, and maybe how people get into debt and all that? I'll just go ahead and hand it over to you and, and let you talk a little bit about it. Sure. That. Yeah, well, Dave, Dave Ramsey has made a pretty complex um, topic fairly simil, uh, s- simple just by creating some baby steps. Yes. And, and basically what he does is, and, and frankly, what's interesting is, um, I, I, I've learned them and lived them, and it's very easy for me to just transition that really to anybody that I'm talking about, whether they know who Dave Ramsey is or not. And, and, and these are biblical principles, and we'll get into that in just a second. But those steps are basically to first by step one is to you know, uh, save $1,000. Mm-hmm. Um, if people aren't making very much money, it's $500, but save some money, first of all. And mm-hmm. then the second step is he calls it a debt snowball, and it's Take a look at all of the debt that you have and um, list it from uh, highest to lowest and start a debt snowball focusing on the smallest debt and really pin your ears back and pay that off, creating momentum to get yourself out of debt. And that is baby step two. So oftentimes we get kind of stuck right there before we go any further to really have a discussion about debt. Where did it come from? Um, how did how did you get into it? What What are your thoughts of paying with cash, paying with credit cards. Our culture is very, it's very easy to slip into buying things that we cannot afford. And so that, that step is one that we very often hover over. And in my experience, um, I've, I've facilitated the Financial Peace University course and in group settings, we've talked about debt. And it's very interesting. Um, some people that get out of debt really quick, maybe they have Maybe someone gives, maybe they get an inheritance. Um, maybe maybe the others help them to get out of debt. I'm most worried about folks like that because their their habits haven't changed. So what got you into the debt, we really need to address if you're going to get out of it and not go back into debt later. So mm-hmm. the, the Bible says a couple things that I think are interesting about debt, two specific verses that I kind of lean into. Uh, Proverbs 22, 7 says, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. And that is very true. We can read a lot into that verse, but when you're in debt to someone, uh, to a degree, they own you. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and there's freedom when there isn't this borrower and lender relationship. So when you get out of debt, you really do feel this freedom. Uh, Dave Ramsey actually has people come on online and scream they're debt free. Right. And and that's and that's a big shtick that that they have and it's pretty powerful. But um, so that's Proverbs twenty two seven. 
another verse that, that I like to kind of lean into is Luke fourteen twenty eight. It's and it says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see mm-hmm. if you have enough money to complete it? And, and again, common sense would tell us as this verse is suggesting, don't just go willy nilly into the next thing and not have enough because number one, you're not going to be able to complete what you do. And number two, you're going to have to ask others to help you and to probably borrow, which is not advantageous. Mm-hmm. So these are, these are a couple of scriptures that kind of speak around the, the topic of debt right. and our society is battling against us and we have to be aware of that. So this is a lot of what I do uh, before we even talk about other things regarding money, but that's a big deal. Yeah. So it's, it's really one of the initial steps for helping a person write their financial life, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely is because that fits into really how you spend your money and it, it, it flows all the way towards later, like retirement. If, if you don't know where your money's going, you really don't know how much you're going to need to save to be able to retire. So it, it's part of that discussion uh, that, that fits in also, are we being good stewards of what we have? If we don't know where it's going, how can you be a good steward? So this is kind of a budgeting topic, and, and, and that, again, is, is very central to it. We didn't need to live within our means. That's, that's, the, that, that's the truth. Yes. So several years ago, Jamie, I'm, I don't know if I shared this story with you. I think I might have when we first met and we're discussing these issues. In our premarital counseling with Lacey's pastor at the time, um, who had been her pastor most of her life, he yeah. spent probably half the time talking to us about avoiding debt, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, wow. Yep. Yeah. And yep. specifically trying to convince me that I never needed to go into debt for a vehicle, which was fascinating, because my parents had always gone into debt for vehicles, but he had never gone into debt for a vehicle himself, and he was wanting to persuade us to do the same. It didn't take him much to convince me, but he spent a long time explaining the wisdom of that, and it it really connected with me and and was fascinating to think about seeking to avoid debt for things that depreciate versus things that appreciate. Do you want to speak to that as well? Yes. Well, so, and I think I, I do, I think I recall you telling me about this and I was equally fascinated the first time I heard it. I, it that's, that really is wise, um, especially with vehicles. It, it's a little bit harder with things like homes because how, how expensive they are, it, it's very difficult to, to do the same thing with a home. But if, if we're immediately going out and really getting sold a vehicle, as we all know, a, a bright, shiny new car is very expensive or truck. And the minute you drive it off that lot, it's depreciating significantly, and you're immediately losing money value in, in in that item. I think if you listen to Dave Ramsey in his talk show on the radio, too, whenever we're talking about debt, somebody has a question about their finances, he immediately goes to, well, what are you driving? Mm-hmm. And this is like the top. I, I always hear him reference this. And then you, you learn really quickly that people like to comport, compartmentalize what they own. They don't really look at, oh, yeah, but my, yeah, my car or my truck doesn't count, even though it's a $60,000 vehicle mm-hmm. and and you borrowed, you know, $55,000 is what you owe on it. Mm-hmm. And if you could sell it right now, it might be worth $25,000. Um, you're upside down in it. And, and that, that's a huge problem. And um, probably the most popular item where people get upside down really quickly. Which is why I, I brought it up, because I do think that is one of the 
least it's not an investment. A vehicle is not an investment unless you're, of course, it's tied into your company and you need it for your job. It could be seen as an investment, et cetera. But, but the depreciation of a vehicle in, in relationship to the payments, et cetera, like you said, it's almost always an up, upside down situation. It's, it's never, Correct. whereas with a house, by and large, historically, it is an appreciative investment. It's appreciating usually, not always, but true. Um, true. So I don't remember where I heard this. I don't remember if it was from Larry Burkett back in the day or from Lacey's pastor, uh, Dr. Emmert. But two things he felt like were worthwhile to go into debt for were uh, a home and education. I thought that was pretty okay. pretty good stuff. So um, I've tried to live by that, or at least our Well, and just has. really, really even challenging the education side. Now, now I would say, and that was, you know, probably 25 years ago that, that he gave you that counsel. Um, we probably need to focus on the education part too, because mm -hmm. I think right now a lot of people are just throwing money into going to quote unquote college and coming out with a lot of debt. And that, that's a problem. So that's another area that I, in my discussions with folks, uh, college student loan debt is off the charts and, right. and it, that, that's not smart. So, um, there's a lot that needs to be considered. That's an that excellent point. To be considered. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad you mentioned that. I had thought you're right. That is a great point because sometimes it's not worth the investment. I hate no. to say it, but the, the education's what the the amount of money put into it versus what you get out of it these days is is, is questionable. Well, I mean, and, and even going along with that, it's a very popular thing right now going on in more greater political discussion. Is maybe the government just and I don't want to go into that topic right now, but it, it's become sure. su such a heavy topic that they're asking this is why doesn't the government just pay 25000 or $50,000 worth of student debt and kind of wipe it clean for so many people? And I don't want to get into yeah. whether they should or they shouldn't, but at the very least, it's revealing that there are a, a large amount of people out there that are, are as I mean, as you guys are saying, they're underwater, Not maybe not for a car, yep. but they're underwater in terms of education. Right. Yep. Not to mention, Very true. And, and I know we're kind of getting off topic slightly with this, but not to mention the fact that we do need to perhaps question, is it even wise to put thousands and thousands of dollars into an education, which maybe a large percentage of that time, those professors are going to just simply be trying to indoctrinate your children away from your values. Right. I, Very true. Very so true. Yes. These are things Completely we need to think agree. about in yeah. stewarding God's money. Yeah, the real question is, if, if we're going to keep it to a financial discussion, um, and whether we want to or not is, is up to us, but is that education going to be worth what you're paying? Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's indoctrination or whether the, the job at the end of it is actually going to uh, uh, pay off the debt that you just went into to get that job or, or, or whatever it may be. Very true. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of different ways to, to get that education. I, I tell my kids that told other you know, friends of our family too, that nowadays you need a bachelor's degree to actually play the game, to apply for jobs. It doesn't even need to be in your field. So what now is a college degree used to be a, a high school diploma. Right. So, so now, so if, if that's the case, why would we not as parents kind of lead our kids to the most, really, it doesn't have to be cheap, but inexpensive. There's other ways that, and you can get the same class at three different institutions and pay a third, kind of like shopping at Goodwill. Or, mm -hmm. um, you know, really, you, you can get the same credits. It literally is the same coursework and the same credits. And I can tell you your employer one day is not going to ask you where you took that class. Right. So 
we need to be wise to that. Right. That's an excellent point. There's a verse I'd like to close this segment off with, Jamie, with you, and, and maybe you can speak to it a moment as well. I know it's a little bit kind of, it's, it's related to the topic, but it brings us back to our, our high calling as believers in how we relate to others. It says, uh, Romans 13, chapter 8, and I'm reading from the King James Version, uh, Owe no man anything but to love one another. Don't be in debt to anyone except for the debt of love. We owe it to, to our fellow man to love them. Because God's commanded us to. So, yep. Um, it's Romans thirteen one. Romans thirteen eight. Yeah, over here in the uh, ESV. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Yeah. So it's a, this is another thing to think about: is by avoiding debt, we are we're loving well. Yeah, I think I think if any of us have debt, which again, if you own a home, a, a lot of folks will, will get into debt. You, you need to, to be honorable in paying that back to your responsibility. But I think those two are tied together also in that as we strive to owe, no, uh, owe uh, people nothing, it will make it easier for us to love them if there isn't this weight of debt. So I think those two things, we could look at that, look at it that way as well. Um, but as we live our lives, we need to love, and, and that needs to be, first and foremost, our relationship with, with Christ should shine through in every aspect of our life, and, um, and, and um, we need to be aware of our financial situation because it puts pressure, really undue pressure on us, and that's kind of how debt fits into all this, um, but we need to love. Hey, Jamie, um, I know we were saying we're closing the segment with that, but I, I can't help but think someone out there might be thinking this. And so it, either we introduce this as a future topic, if, if we would have you back on, or if you want to say something quickly to it, that's fine as well. Um, I'm thinking, what happens when a person gets so far in debt that they feel like bankruptcy is their only option out? Yeah, uh, that, that, that is a, um, boy, I, I can't really say that that will never be appropriate, but I would lean heavily that there has to be another way. Um, um, because that is kind of stiffing folks that you owe. And, um, and I don't think that that would be right. Again, all the situations out there I can't speak to, but um, I would seek counsel. How can we do this by paying off our, our, uh, our debtors? Um, just as a Christian, that's our responsibility. We got into it, and we we owe that. Right. So, um, uh, that that's a tough one, but probably in a case by case, I would I would seek wise biblical counsel mm -hmm. to to ask how can we find a way to do this the right way. Yeah, that's good. Well, and you know what? And we're gonna have to cut this segment yeah. up around because that last segment where we talked about we're gonna end it here. I'm just thinking we'll just kind of cut that and make this the end of the segment. Because I got a question, too, that one that I wanted to hold on to. But if, if Brett's going to cheat and get an extra question, <laughs> Go I'm going to ask. Well, it's okay. <laughs> Even if we don't edit it, this is okay. We're being real. So, Jamie, so my uh, my situation might be different. Well, I think it's going to be just from what we've talked about already. is very different from probably the, you know, the norm that people are encountering out there. I grew up, and just from what I saw from my family around me, I, w I was very scared of ever being in debt for anything just because I saw okay. the stress that yep. it was putting on my loved ones regarding, and, yep. and all, all debt to me was the same. So I, would, I didn't want to touch a credit card. Mm -hmm. So yep. I didn't have a credit card for the longest time until yep. somebody said, hey, you're never going to buy it. You're never going to be able to buy a house unless you have some credit. 
So can you speak yeah. to that? Like, so somebody in this situation, and, and, this, and this might be definitely the exception rather than the rule, but is there wise reasons to get into debt? Well, what what are those? And maybe yeah. how would you direct someone into doing that? Yeah, great question. And my uh, 22-year-old daughter is in this situation right now. It's going to be important for us, for her to have a credit score so that she can get an apartment, perhaps buy a house at some point, because she has no credit right now, zero. She has no right. That was invisible, me. Yeah, that was me. Well, and so so we're, we're literally talking about this. And the, the thing is, um, our lives, like it or not, our, that credit score is important because when you buy insurance on your vehicle, part of how your premium is derived is your credit score. So it's important that you do have a score. Um, and and th- I, Dave Ramsey would have you cut those credit cards up. Yep. And, and I agree with that. But practically speaking these days, this is a tough thing. And so I would say that this would, we'd have to unpack this a little bit further, mm-hmm. but having, having a single card that you charge a little tiny bit on and pay it almost entirely off every month, leaving like a dollar on it. Um, but never being late on payments, there's little tricks to actually building a credit score. And we would probably need to unpack this a little bit more, but, um, that would be technically how you would do it and, and build a score. Um, but always having the money to pay it off is, mm-hmm. is this game or dance that we're playing. Um, but only because of, um, our world runs on credit scores now and it's unfortunate, but we, keep, we almost can't avoid it. Right. And that's exactly we, I just treat my credit card like a debit card. So I'm only spending money on my yeah. credit card that I have got money to pay for. And I, we just pay it off immediately. But that can be very dangerous to some people unless they really mm-hmm. have the fear of God in that card. And it's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, Hey Jamie, thank you so much. This has been oh, great. You've done a wonderful job. You've been a, a, a good guest for us here. And yeah, I trust well, that this is going to be a blessing to the folks who who tune in to the broadcast. So we have my, people who we have people who are tuning in, Jamie. Um, if they want to um, contact you, or if they want, or do you have anything that you want to promote, or uh, you know anything that you want our audience to know about you? Um, as we kind of uh, um, are, are very appreciative of you joining us today. Well, so the, the, if if anyone has questions, would like to talk with me, uh, I'll leave you my cell number, and you could call or text me. Um, 904-708-5378. Um, happy to help guide you in the right direction. And we'll kind of just leave it at that. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you, Jamie. God, God's blessing to you. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Thank you. All right. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.